here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Pyro, Michael Cole. Oh my God, is that? Oh, it's the demon. The demon has returned. Jeff Hawkins. Choke slam and that's it. There you go. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. As in nature, all is ebb and tide, all is wave motion. So it seems that in all branches of industry, alternating currents, electric wave motion will have the sway. Nikola Tesla. The good this week, Samoa Joe and Paul Heyman, the fashion police, TJP and Neville, Titus brand press conferences, Tommy and Oni Lorkin, and holy crap, we're getting a thought out storyline with Enzo and Cass. I'll tell you what I think the end game is. Maybe, if Rob wants to talk about it. The bad. That opening segment on SmackDown minus future Hall of Famer James Ellsworth. I'm not just talking about the promos, so let me get this straight. Lana gets a title shot, while the other five women try and kill themselves for one. Okay. Well, I think that's part of the, uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, let's open with this, first of all. Uh, Okay, I was good. Yeah, let's open with this. this. Let's get right into it, it. it, it. Although the promo part, I mean, it was like they would, Raw said, man, that Alexa Bliss segment was really bad. And SmackDown said, hold my beer. It was, it was cringeworthy bad. Let's get into this for a moment. Lana's back. Rusev can't get a a title match. Rusev can't get on TV, but Lana's back. And the crowd welcomed her back pretty well. But here's the thing. Let's start with the good. The good is we talked about this last week or the week before. Thankfully, we are getting a Naomi title defense on this pay-per-view, right? Okay. Thankfully, we yes. are getting a singles match, and she's just not going to be doing commentary and not even wrestling. And it's like, oh, I, you know, it'd be cool to be in this ladder match. All right. Step number one, good that she's defending the title. In a way, it gets heel heat on Lana, I suppose. Because, yeah, she's bypassing. She picked her spot well. She's bypassing the Money in the Bank match. And she's getting a championship match. And Naomi wanted it. It's not like Naomi is backing away or, you know, crying about this title match. Like, Naomi begged for it. It's, Shane McMahon didn't want to give Lana a title match. He knows she doesn't deserve it. She knows she doesn't deserve it. Naomi's like, let me shut this blonde bimbo up, get her out of the division before she can even get going, and I'll move on to the serious challengers. Okay? What's What's a little comical is that this mm-hmm. is now two months in a row because we had Bailey, the babyface champion on, well, she wasn't the champion at this point, but the top babyface on the raw side begged the general manager to get a stipulation and it bit her in the ass because she was too foolish to actually follow through with her begging and her demand. Is Naomi going to fall prey to that too? Is Naomi begging for this title match 
and somehow Lana will squeak away with the title, and now Naomi just looks like a fool. You poo-pooed my thinking. Is that what's go- that's what's going to happen? And then Naomi will enter herself in the Money in the Bank match. Well, is the is she no better than Lana then at that point? Because Naomi was the champion going into the show. If she backdoors her way into the Money in the Bank, she's no better, and it doesn't help her out at all. And also, there's no reason why she should want to be in that match, even if she loses that title. She should want the she, automatic rematch with Lana. If she gets cheated. It doesn't help her. I mean, her. she can get the... Uh, well, no, she gets an automatic rematch, and she has money in the bank. It would doubly help her. Well, yeah, You but could do it that way. Uh, it's a happen. stretch. It's a stretch. I get it. But somehow I think that money in the bank is getting a sixth person, and I think it's going to be the loser of this match, because I think this match is going to go on early. In, in the card, and well, then I, whoever I think, loses it is going to be in there. I think the women's Money in the Bank is opening the show. Oh, do you? Okay. I think, I think they're going to bookend the show with the two Money oh, in the Bank you matches. Know what, what, oh, there you go. You, you Well, okay, you have that, and then whoever wins may cash in later that I don't, night. Well, I honestly, is? I don't expect that. I just think they're going to bookmark the show, or bookend the show with the two Money in the Bank matches. They're not going to go out, you know, two hours of pay-per-view, and then have... What's happening here? Did my phone I respond? I have no idea what's happening. There's sound. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it in the background. That's on you. Yeah. I think that's my phone, I think. Yeah, that was my phone. My phone just decided to start. Did I say, hey, Google at some point? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Google, stop the interrupting robot, my shows. The robot insurrection has happened, and Rob is the first victim. I'm a victim. Next week on Shake Them Ropes, it'll be me and a new co-host. I'm a Go victim. Through- oh, uh- <laughs> don't know. Why. Well, maybe. I don't know. Should we end the show? Should we cancel it? Should I just walk away? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Okay. All right. If you say so, I guess I'll stay. I'll okay, so you around. think they're so you think they're bookending, and you're gonna have the women I think we're go gonna on. yes, we're gonna Spence open with the women's money in the bank. I don't think the winner is gonna up. cash in. I thought they may close with it. Good. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe so. No. I mean, both matches are a number. I I think you close with Randy Orton and Jinder. I think you still should, but I bet not. I bet they'll close with the men's Money in the Bank because that's where all the main eventers are. Yeah, that would that would be that would make sense. Maybe you open the show with Randy Orton versus Jinder. All I know is one of the Money in the Banks will be early on. I don't think they happen within a, within an hour of each other. One's early, one's go, late. I need to go over a minor point that you made when you when you started talking about Lana. Okay. These show these shows this week were in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania for Raw and Rochester, New York for SmackDown. And it really I got another education in being the difference between being a wrestling critic and being a wrestling fan on these shows because the Lana reaction and hot. how over she was, was hot. shocked me. You know what else well, shocked she's a popular, me? She is a popular character. Uh, somewhat. When she's in there with Rusev, Rusev and Lana are both pretty funny. They're both popular. They've both been around for three years and, you know, entertaining yeah, roles. But those promos aren't, aren't very good. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give you that. But it'll it'll go to my point anyways. The opening of Raw this week was Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And he got a rock star. Bray Wyatt's the new Undertaker, man. It it it, it was one of those things where we watch and go, this character's not doing anything or whatever. But to to these fans in these cities that don't get to see these acts that often, this is 
you know, this is the playing the hits. Oh, we oh look, we get to do the Firefly thing yep. with with Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah. oh look, we get to say you can't teach that. Absolutely. And they eat that up. They love it. Even Why if, not? Even if, even if we're watching from week to week on television, going yeah. eh. Whatever. Well, because, yeah, <laughs> you know? you're watching for three hours a week. It's a whole lot different than going to one show per year and sometimes one show per two years. Yeah, but these people watch the the, the product also. That's what's shocking to me is, is that is that Bray Wyatt would get that kind of reaction. Yeah, it, I think... it was just it was it was just eye opening to me. It was just very like, wow, they he's a rock star. And he doesn't I mean, he can come out there and read the phone book. But you also, you're also picking two situations where one Lana was making a return, a first appearance in several months and returns always do well, no matter who it is. Kurt Hawkins can go away for five months and I'm convinced if they made promos, he might get a reaction on the first time out. Um, I, and and, yeah, I just, people like returns and Bray Wyatt is the thing. Bray Wyatt is one of those guys who he will be, if he's always positioned in the top of the card, which he always seems to be ever since his debut, he's been positioned at the top. People treat him like a big deal because he's treated like a big deal. Mm. So the new undertaker, okay. maybe not the new undertaker, but at least the new Kane for sure. And Kane always yeah. got pretty good reactions. Always did. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm worried uh, about the Naomi thing. I don't think she'll be added to the Money in the Bank match. I don't think Lana would be either. I think they'll just do the five. Um, unless someone comes in, maybe Emma comes back and she ends up being in the match. If they're going to add On a sixth. Smackdown? Uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If they if they add a sixth, it's going to be someone outside. Uh, it could be the Summer Ray. It could be Emma. It could be someone uh, not already on the show as far as Naomi and Lana. I mean, come on, Lana working two matches. That show, that's not happening. Um, so that's the pros. The pros is the title match is happening. Questions about Naomi. I thought the segment was okay. I mean, Lana kind of whining off after she, after uh, she didn't get what she wanted. I thought fit perfectly. Like here she is. Lana is making her big debut on SmackDown. All the fanfare. She comes in, she asks for something and she doesn't get it. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Well, Throw a tantrum. Why well, not? no, 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 no. Here, here's why I thought the segment came off poor is, is number one, the other six women in there basically saying the things that they said the previous week, which I liked those vignettes looking into the camera, even though they didn't say anything, but they just basically, Hey, look, Natty's a heart. She's the best there is. Best there was Charlotte's the queen. You know, Becky makes a pun. You know, we, we, we get, you know, it was one of those, and they're stepping on each other's lines. And then Naomi comes out. And, and, and she starts a promo and then when Lana comes out, that interaction was bad. That interaction was made Naomi look bad as the top baby face that the jeopardy theme and kind of jumping that line. And Lana looked a bit lost in, in, in her part of the promo to Shane, who wasn't exactly Mr. Charisma out there. It, it no, just, he's never any, well, Oh my God, the guy sweats like a maniac doesn't forget what he's or doesn't remember what he's supposed to say again. And I, and I say this with, with deep, deep, uh, um, conviction. We should now start addressing him as future hall of famer. First ballot hall of famer, James Ellsworth, the line about mansplaining <laughs> killed me. That was I the highlight. Uh, I don't like that. There's a segment with six women superstars out there. And you're poo-pooing everybody and praising James Ellsworth. 
The opinions <laughs> of Jeff Hawkins do not, not so at all reflect Shake Them Ropes or myself. I would, I would love it if the women could actually cut a promo in their own wow. voice as, as, as opposed to their catchphrase. Well, That's and, all I and to be fair to Jeff, that should be that could be true of almost everyone on the, both rosters, not just the women, yes. the men too. cut a promo yes. in your own voice. It doesn't happen. It feels like I'm I'm in a marketing meeting and they're actually they're just they're giving me corporate buzz speak. I'm just like, stop this. I want to hear them build up a fight. Samoa Come Joe. On. Samoa Joe managed to do it though on Raw. Best, oh, that was great. Best segment of the that week. That was a great segment, although <laughs> here's something silly that has now happened to me. And this is just an aside, and you can you shame were, me for it right now. You were now. choked out by Joe too? No, no, no. Samoa Joe's theme. I have words to it now in my head. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, Samoa Joe is fat. Samoa Joe. I can't get that out of my head whenever I hear that song. And I love Samoa Joe. I do. He, might, just, be, he might be the skinniest he's been since 2004 right now. He looks great. He looks great. I just can't get that part of the song out of my head whenever I hear the beat. But uh, no. And you know what? Heyman does this. For guys he likes. He, he, he does. He comes out there and makes them look like a million bucks. He did with Finn a couple weeks ago. He did with Joe. He, he's really great at this. He's a perfect patsy for it. And Joe, I mean, I just, I, I, I mean, he sounds mean and I'm going to break your leg. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's the rare I'm going to hurt your promo because they're so afraid of those. Because, oh no, some toy manufacturer may not want to sponsor us or some third rate soda may not want to have a commercial with us. If we, if we decide that we're an actual violent sport, I'm going to hurt and then you. They'll go take their, and right. then they'll take their money to football. You know, <laughs> I'm going to beat you up and I'm going to beat up your manager when you're not around. So Brock, yeah. Brock Lesnar uh, is going to come back to raw next week. <laughs> Does Samoa yes. Joe beat him up there. Does Samoa Joe get to beat up Brock Lesnar before the match. Uh, he will put him asleep at one point. I think this is just weird because we have, heel heel feuds all up and down both cards it's 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 amazing isn't it that they've decided to, or like you know yeah tjp and neville you have nia jackson alexa bliss you have yeah it's it's interesting I, but uh yes to answer your question uh Samoa joe will at least get one up before probably getting destroyed in that match in some way i don't know how how even do you think this match is going to be I think it's gonna be even. I think Joe takes a lot of it. Do you? I do not do see you, this. I do not see this being Brock and Goldberg, the final one. I do or not Brock see and, it. Or even Brock and Cena. I don't be. Uh, I don't. Well, definitely not Brock and Cena. Brock okay. and Cena. Brock and Cena. Three, four, maybe whatever one was the one after, immediately after the suplex spot. Um, but yeah, no, I, this is not going to be a one-sided ass kicking of Samoa Joe. It's not happening. Samoa Joe and Brock are going out there ten plus minutes. Joe's going to take seventy percent of it. Okay. I think I'm, they're gonna I'm, try I'm, to get, they're I'm, gonna try to do everything they can to make people think Joe might actually win. I'll take that. Yeah, it's not gonna be your typical Brock main event. Because face it, he's having what one match this summer, and it's against Samoa Joe until SummerSlam. So yeah, ha- go out there and get your money's worth. I don't even. I I know he's been on a house show here and there, and he's gonna be on more. But the Joe match is gonna be the match of the summer. And he's going to go out there and he's going to make Joe look good a little bit. And, and not even just for the Brock match, but I think they're going to make Joe look good because he might be in a prominent match at uh, SummerSlam too. It might even be Roman. Could do Roman <clears> and <throat> Joe. 
Well, I mean, after this Raw, what are they doing? It looks like we got, um, we're going to have Seth and Bray at this point. Yeah. And I, who knows what Roman Reigns is doing? Uh, Roman Reigns and Miz? Like, what's happening? I don't even know what Roman Reigns is doing. It's taken out by Braun pre-show or something. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Your sound is going really bad here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, uh, I'll work on it. Ugh. That was awful. I'm going to try to get Jeff back on here with a connection that may not sound so bad. Uh, but yeah, I did. So let's, let me make a point while Jeff is gone. Cause he can't respond. James Ellsworth, future hall of famer. Uh, uh-uh. maybe, I don't know. You never know with these guys. You never know. Uh, let's try to get Jeff back on and see if we can continue. Shake them ropes. Episode two fourteen. by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at shake them ropes. Jeff Hawkins. Are you there? How do I sound? Yeah, you sound, uh, I mean, as good as you can sound. Thank you. I You're had my phone welcome. next to the mic. That might have done something. Yeah, get it. your phone away from here. Throw it out. <laughs> Throw it out. Ain't nobody calling you. Get that phone out of here. Mm. Well, your phone's coming on naturally, so I don't want to hear your crap. Boo. <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. I don't know what that means. You edited it out, didn't you? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> What's next on the old list of topics? Um, yeah, that Samoa Joe segment was great. Like an Enzo and Cass? Enzo and Cass, uh, what's happening here? So, is Cass turning heel? Is he going to beat up Enzo? Is he going to be like, okay, I'm sick of this. You keep trying to find new partners. When, uh, when you were hurt against yeah. Aiden English and Simon no longer here, I didn't look for a new partner. I fought guys one-on-one. What do you keep trying to find new partners for? I think that's exactly the story. I think this is the, uh... The Tommaso Ciampa promo come to real life. Could be. You saw, you see the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano thing and they're like, let's do this on the main roster. Who can we do it with? Big Cass. Big but Cass let's get over do it. huge. But yeah, but let's do it where he really was looking for a new partner as Cass was hurt and Cass has been testing him this entire time. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's the, I think that that's the idea here. Now, don't get me wrong. I think, I don't think they, they pull a swerve. I mean, they could always, renege and just go straight ahead and it's the revival i mean that, that and that'll be fine could be and the that revival the, and, the, yeah. and that the and mm-hmm. maybe the big show really did was looking for a tag partner or maybe revival and big show are in cahoots who knows maybe the but big show uh, is a dick after all you think big show's really gonna quit in february of 2018 when wrestlemania is only two months away and he can get an easy payday in a battle royal or whatever i think big show's really gonna hang him up in february two months before wrestlemania not happening did he say that? He said it in interviews before this WrestleMania, that this was his last WrestleMania, that his contract ends in February of 18, and that's when he's hanging it up. Don't buy that for a second. You know what else is, I don't buy? You, know, go, is, you, you go in on this big show thing, and then I'll tell you else what I don't buy. I think this is playing the media to get a little leverage, to get maybe a little bit of an extension on the contract. I don't even think he needs leverage. He doesn't have to come in for like a year. He doesn't have to be in the title shot. Like they're just going to say, Hey, big show, WrestleMania, you're a cool, uh, superstar for a pre-show match. You want to work? And he's going to be like, Oh, duh. Mm. Duh. I want to work. Come on. Duh. I mean, duh. I do it like Ellsworth. Yeah. I mean, duh. <laughs> you know, also I don't buy, I don't buy this Jerry Lawler fella. Jerry Lawler. How- this Jerry mm-hmm. Lawler is doing his podcast and he talks about how he shares an attorney with Jerry Lou Lewis. 
and how that his attorney contacted Jerry Lawler to try and get in contact with WWE because this attorney heard that WWE has a pay-per-view called Great Balls of Fire and Jerry Lee Lewis is not a fan of that idea and they're going to sue. Where do I talk? Who do I talk to about copyright infringement? Jerry Lawler is out there talking about how he was the conduit between Jerry Lee Lewis and WWE to make sure that there was not a lawsuit over the Great Balls of Fire. I don't buy that for a second. If you are WWE and you're going to call it Great Balls of Fire, you are sure as hell checking first if that's something you can actually name your event. If you can get Hmm. the rights to it, if you can name it, where might it fall in line with someone's copyright or would that be a uh, a potential lawsuit in the making? And also, even if WWE didn't do that due diligence and Jerry Lee Lewis and his attorney find out that, hey, there's a Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view and like this may infringe on our trademark or whatever, I think they're going through Jerry Lawler to try and get to the law, to get to the uh, the offices of WWE. No, come on. Who is Jerry Lawler trying to fool here? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I I, uh, I I found the name of Jerry Lee Lewis's lawyer, so I'm trying to figure out if there's any connection to it. I I, th- I think Jerry Lawler could be uh, telling a whopper here, but. Uh, you know, there's a part of me that thinks, you know, maybe that, uh, maybe that part of Memphis doesn't have, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's more, uh, the celebrity culture there is more intertwined than one might think. Jerry Lawler, he may share an attorney with Jerry Lewis, not even disputing that part. That is the only part I believe. Okay. But your personal attorney is also doing copyright law. Come on, stop it. No, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't think, Hey, I heard about this great balls of fire pay-per-view that the WWE is doing. I don't think he, he, the attorney's probably paying that much attention to Jerry Lee Lewis was watching USA the other day and he was caught by surprise when he saw a commercial for great balls of fire. Jerry Lee Lewis, big fan of modern family reruns. Jerry, so he, he Jerry, Lee, Jerry Lee called me and I was like, yeah, I know Jerry Lawler from the WWE. Maybe I'll see what he knows about this copyright thing. Come on. <laughs> on, on Monday, it gets rebranded WWE. Good golly, Miss Molly and <laughs> little Richard starts making noise about wanting money. <laughs> Lawler telling tall tales on this podcast. God, they'll you give everyone li- a podcast these days, won't they? <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know what else really grinded my gears this week? <laughs> Go for it. This Shinsuke Nakamura. How so? God, they WWE heat, uh, WWE'd him up really quick. This entrance on SmackDown, this entrance on SmackDown had two sets of fireworks in random places. This entrance no longer is properly timed. Like he got the timing down in NXT and then it got worse in WWE. Doesn't do his yow at the right time. Doesn't do the old ripping of the belt off at the same time or at the right time. And it's just clunky. And now he's the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. The artist known as, did this guy really need this? Not even catchy nickname. What are people going to say? The artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. Is eventually going to be just the artist? Is this the debut of the artist in WWE? This Shinsuke Nakamura, man, this entrance killed it. And he is mostly entrance right now on the main roster. He's mostly entrance. He's not quite Bobby Roode level where Bobby Roode is only entrance. People still dig the whole Shinsuke Nakamura thing. 
But for the audience who may not be familiar with him, he's mostly entrance and they're ruining the entrance. They're ruining Shinsuke Nakamura. This Shinsuke Nakamura right now, who is just now stepping into the main event level of SmackDown because now he's in the main events. He's at the main event of the pay-per-view. He's working with all the main eventers. Like this is the, uh, this is the time to put up a shut up for Shinsuke Nakamura. And they are WWEing him up. And it's bad. And this entrance, just a clunky mess. SmackDown, you, hold on, Nakamura, you... F minus. <laughs> wow, that's a heck of a rant there you had, Rob. Uh, you 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 didn't you you hated the entrance more than the faux <laughs> Shinsuke as Rob Schomburger painting to make him a literal artist type of thing. It's gross. Uh, that, it's gross what... what they're doing. They're trying to do too much, and by too much I mean anything at all. Just. Let him go out there as what he was in NXT. No, no, this is this is this is the uh this is the main roster thing. What's his hook? What's oh he's the artist. The hook was and, that yeah. he was supposed to be this Japanese superstar coming to America and wrestling all these guys for the first time. No, no, no. He didn't do that in the WWE, so it doesn't matter. You know that. He didn't work in Japan in the WWE? Come on. No, that was that was NXT. That that doesn't count. <laughs> this is gross. It's gross. And this isn't anything yeah. bad about Shinsuke himself. It is gross. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Complainer guy here, but I watched that entrance and I'm like, oh my God, I'm now not interested in anything that's about to happen. And it was Shinsuke and Kevin Owens. First time ever for the second time. <laughs> yeah, I I I, I mean I'm I kind of tune out a bit during the entrances because there's just so much noise during it. And and especially I thought it was superfluous to have Corbin on commentary rather than just sitting there burning a hole through both competitors. No, I like I like giving... Corbin on commentary. And I'll tell you this, this whole Sami Zayn gimmick. Man, this really gets me right now. This well, Sami Zayn guy. This Sami Zayn is now a personal cheerleader for Shinsuke Nakamura. They're not even trying to make him say anything that gets himself over. He is strictly a cheerleader for Shinsuke Nakamura. And this Sami Zayn guy has to wrestle Shinsuke Nakamura in a couple of weeks. And Sami Zayn keeps telling us about how good Shinsuke is. And not like, oh, he's great, but I'm going to do better. No, no. This guy's great. You should love him. You should cheer him. You should go, go crazy for Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, and if you have any energy left, you know, maybe send some my way. Sammy Zane. I just I just remember the Sammy Zane with the Sammy Zane start of the promo. I've been watching tape of my competitors. I've been watching tape of Nakamura, and I just yelled at the TV, "You were in the ring with Nakamura!" There he goes, "Oh, and I had a match with him in NXT." I went, "Yeah." Ah! He's been watching tape of Shinsuke, all the ladder matches that Shinsuke's been in. <laughs> this SmackDown, this SmackDown sucked. Let me say it right uh, there. I, you know, the Fashion Police was very, very good, I thought. And I liked the Usos promo. And I look, about the Corbin thing, just to put a button on it, I just don't want my lone wolves necessarily to be chatty catties or chatty cathies on, on commentary all the time. I mean, I, I think there's something to protecting the gimmick there. Got a big kick out of, I don't know why, but it's the simple things. I laugh so hard. And he says this every single week about something. They were promoting the uh, the next SmackDown in New Orleans, which I think is next week. And John Layfield just simply says, like, subtly, in between Tom Phillips' speeches, I spent a month in New Orleans one night. Oh, I love it. I love when people say things like that. I laughed. I laughed so hard. That was the best part of SmackDown. John Layfield with that one line. Mm. 
I don't know. It was a good week of WWE TV because Raw was really good, but I felt I came away just so underwhelmed. Okay. Is it you you have that right. Is it because we're did in between two pay-per-views here? Now, wait, what What else did you watch other than the big two? Did you watch any of the, did you watch NXT or did you watch 205 Oh, Live? I watched NXT. Oh, this Killian Dane. God. It's not even that Those big. New, new, no way Jose is bigger than this guy. And he's supposed mm -hmm. to be a dominant threat. Come on. <laughs> Uh, TJP and Neville had a really good match on 205. It's just a shame yeah. that I mean, although I don't. What are they doing with this Titus Brand thing? Is, is, is are they just gonna port over? Oh, dude! Eventually, <laughs> Hogan. Kalisto. Eventually, Hogan's coming in and cleaning the ring of these guys. <laughs> There's a Titus. The Titus Brand is gonna port over Apollo Cruz, who I don't know if he's 205 or not, and Kalisto, and and just and just by the virtue of him uh, scouting Tazawa that that's how they're going to get rid of uh Cruz and Kalisto on, on that show. And they're just going to move them over to two Oh five. Cause it needs star power from the main roster or something. You think they have the balls or the lack of smarts to have Hogan's return a segment where he clears the ring of the Titus brand. No, but I don't, I don't think that that comeback's coming sooner than later again. I mean, because we, I thought it was going to be at WrestleMania in Orlando and they nixed it. I, I still don't think the heat is, uh, especially since he popped up because of the Bill Maher thing. I think, I think, and he got blowback from it. I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on that just yet again. I, it, I, I don't. It would not be better if he comes back and clears out the Titus brand. Oh, that would be the worst possible thing you could do. Be dumb. That, be lack how, of just the lack of even, sense. How did that even enter your mind? Because the reason he's not in WWE right now, son, and for oh, him oh. to come back and clear the ring <laughs> of the black group. I, I okay. <sighs> it would not be smart. It would not be wise. And also, let's be real. Titus Brand is awesome, and it keeps getting I better. I want to keep this that way. Are back. The press conferences are back. That's a good thing. Because you remember back way back when, when we had the when it was just Tom Phillips in the audience and he was having like the big press conferences and then Tom never got to ask a question. That was fantastic. I, I want that again. I want all of that. I I, love, I, I, yeah, because it was what, two years ago when Titus was doing those press conferences. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I love this. I'm, I'm liking where it's going. I hope it goes somewhere. I hope it's just not one of those like. Uh, you know what Goldust and Ron Killings were for the last two years? You know, obviously now it's it's getting up there a little bit and they're actually doing something with it, but where they were kind of just a team, they weren't really doing anything important and they're just, you know, it's it's comical effect. I want the Titus brand and Apollo Crew. I want this to be the new NWO. <laughs> Could be better. I want Titus brand to do big things. What, now, if he gets Apollo Crews like fully on board and Apollo Crews and he keeps going for the 205 Live guys, and maybe, you know, Akira Tozawa probably doesn't go in. Does he try for like an Austin Aries? Does he try for Cedric Alexander? Does he try for, you know, more people on the 205 Live show? Because this is really interesting. The fact that he is in 205 Live trying to recruit these guys. Like, that's a cool idea. Because he's going to be on Raw with them. He can actually work the 205 Live shows. I like the idea I, of Titus O'Neil spreading his wings on all the brands. You know, who, I mean... You have options also with, you know, both Tony Nese and TJP have kind of done this sort of thing in Evolve before. So, I mean, <laughs> Titus O'Neil would just be a, a larger Stokely Hathaway for TJP. I like it.
I like what Titus LeBrand is doing. I think it's going to keep getting over until eventually they're in a big spot. They're not going to be in a big spot ever. I would not, I would not count on that. I was, I was sad to see him not in a beat the clock challenge match this week for the title <laughs> shot. Very upsetting. I was shocked to see him in the ring. Because I thought that the reason they were doing this Titus brand thing was to get him out of the ring and just have him be a personality slash ambassador. Yeah, let let Cruz wrestle. Yeah. Let let Cruz do it. But no, there's been a couple of weeks on TV now where Cruz hasn't wrestled and it's always Titus. Hmm. Lead by example. Cruz should be the one doing the winning, by the way. Titus should be doing the losing if they're gonna if they're gonna wrestle with him. Because NXT, I'll take Hideo Itami in the Titus brand because I really liked the I liked him slapping the crap out of Oni Lorcan and Oni slapping him back. That was a very fun match, I thought. This you week. know who could use Titus and who needs new representation is this Lars Sullivan guy. <laughs> you watch NXT this week? I did. Yeah. Lars Sullivan is this big giant who now two weeks in a row or not two weeks in a row, but two matches in a row has gone out there with a tag team partner who is clearly clearly a waste of space and he goes out and he's dominating matches and then he tags out foolishly and his partner loses the match and then he goes nuts why the hell Lars are you in the tag team division maybe go singles brah come on man I know the feeling what (laughs) Jeffrey if your comedic (laughs) timing were better you would save those for the end of the show I know. Uh, Uh, Remind remind me to bring up Lars Sullivan again later, and we'll do that again. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do take two. Uh, I I like this Lars Sullivan guy. I I always kind of... Any guy that wrestles with a knee brace, I get a little bit nervous about, not only just because my own knee, but also one day he may just decide, I'm going to throw a knee here. I know Steve Austin had two knee braces. I know... Uh, Seth is wearing a knee brace under his gear. It's just one of those things where it's so out there. I just kind of, oh. And hasn't, <laughs> he, hasn't he been wearing two knee braces lately? And this week he only had one. I thought no, for he, sure he'd he, been wearing two. No, he'd only been wearing one. Okay. On, on the repaired one. Ah, uh, I thought he, huh? He's a big guy. Some of those big guys, they wear, you know, multiple knee, knee braces. Yes, but. like, but but that's for preventive stuff. That's like uh, offensive linemen do that now. Now now they yeah. wear them on both for the most part to uh, prevent injury. Hmm. Yeah, dude's a big guy, man. Could be a superstar. What do you make of this uh, Hideo Itami? He's going bad. He's going bad. Looks like we're gonna we're gonna get a uh, Hideo Itami and Cassius Ono match here coming up. I'm fine with that. Ooh, yes, that's gonna be that's gonna be dudes smacking each other. Yeah. What? I think it's kind of a dream, especially a heel, uh, Kenta, you know, Hideo Itami, if he's, if he's really motivated, that could be a really cool match. But if it happens on NXT TV, I don't think many people are going to see it and then care if it happens on the takeover. I mean, we're still two months away from a takeover at this point. Uh, it's a long time. It's a long time, but I think that could be a really cool takeover match. If they were given like 15, 20 minutes, Hideo Itami and Cassius Ono. I like it. What'd you make of NXT TV this week? It was all right. I mean, uh, I think heavy machinery's finisher is terrible. Can I say that? That's just a terrible finisher. You should be more positive on this show, Jeff. Here I am over here being super positive about everything and everyone. I liked NXT. I'm just, I'm just being nitpicky. That's all. It was a fun little show. I got a Nikki cross promo out of it. 
got a Peyton Royce squash match against the former Crazy Mary Dobson. I'm fine. You know, it was a Roddy and uh, and uh, Bobby Roode had had a uh, had a tete a tete. I thought I thought it was a we got a the fine. Uh, we got the NXT debut in perpetuity. I don't know. Like she had a match, I know, but here it is. Thea Trinidad is mm. an NXT TV character. She yes. is. I can't tell yet. We don't know. Is she a scorned lover of Andrade Almas? Is she just, well, just a former fan who now does not like what Andre Almas has become? We don't know because they cut out the fan part. That's been uh, retconned now. That was just in the spoilers, but they never showed it on TV. Well, she, so was, we don't- she was in the crowd watching the match, but didn't really do anything. Here she is outside the arena. And now she's just yelling as Andrade Almas is walking out with like three women. Uh, Thea the dad stops him and asks, is this what you are now? And then slaps him. So we don't know if they have some type of past or she's just a scorned fan. Right. And uh, we don't know where this goes from here. Thea Trinidad, though, NXT TV character, Andrade Almas, not necessarily feuding with anyone now, but could we get a redemption story? Like, is he off track? Is he, uh, you know, with him going bad and him losing all these matches, is this really the right path? Will, will Thea Trinidad bring him back to what is right? and victories and being the right, being a good guy. Is she going to be his life coach? I'm thinking she's going to take him down the road of just being more focused at being bad. Much more focused at being bad, but she's upset that he's bad or is she upset that he's bad, but losing and doesn't care. Bingo. Okay. She's upset that he's not focused, that he'd prefer to party and be with the ladies at night as opposed to training and trying to win. Okay. So she's upset that he's a loser. Exactly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So not that upset that he's a schmoozer and uh, a lack of focus, just a loser. That's a party boy. Yeah. Party boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's very interesting though. Finally, a storyline that you can actually follow and want to follow. Not a lot of those, because Tommaso Champa, that's a storyline you want to follow, but it's, it's going to take a year before it comes through. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a year. And by then, who but, knows what's going to happen? Charlie Gargano might be Cruiserweight Champion at WrestleMania 34. Tommaso Champa is going to be like, oh, shit. Does Thea Trinidad end up in the Mae Young Classic? Eh, now that she's a TV character on NXT, I don't think so. I agree. I don't think she is. That's an interesting rollout. That was in, that, that's something that caught my eye. Uh, the way be- that broadcast that who's going to be the Brian Kendrick of this tournament might be Mickey James uh, I don't know no she's on Smackdown already she's right she's away I mean could it but be Victoria under- could it be uh could it be a uh I don't know Taylor Wilde was her name I don't even know if she still wrestles anymore Kelly 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 could be a Kelly Kelly uh she literally is the Brian Kendrick I mean they look exactly alike yes you know, the, the Victoria could be there. I, I, you know, is Ivory still working? She's probably a little bit uh, out of. I think. She, I think. Retired. Yeah, I think she's retired permanently. I don't think she's doing indie dates. Hmm. Uh, Melina could always be brought back. Melina Brooke Tessmacher. 
I feel like there's uh, another Brooke. I feel like there's another Brooke who should Carmella to Caesar. I don't think Brooke Tessmacher will. Could I, was she ever? I thought she was just TNA. Maria. I don't remember. Brooke Maria. Was, yeah, oh. Brooke was the ECW dancer, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Maria Canellis is out there. Maria Canellis. Uh, yeah. Layla. <laughs> There's going to be one, man. There's going to be one. There's going to be a Brian Kendrick in this tournament. It's going to I happen. Found, I found it interesting that they put off the finals just because, or yeah, because of SummerSlam. As opposed to kind of making it an event week. <laughs> oh, this is too much product. I was like, I think it's smart on one hand, but I also think putting it on, what is it, the Tuesday after uh, after SummerSlam, I think it is. Well, yeah, I, I was why, about, why would you put it? No, you, you'd be doing like the Cruiserweight Classic. It has its own final event. Yeah, it's just I think people are going to be way burned out after SummerSlam if it's only like two days after. I don't know. You got, I, you're going to have a takeover. You're going to have SummerSlam. You're going to have Raw. But it's also a niche event. I mean, it's a special yeah. event. It's like what the Cruiserweight yeah. Classic was. If people wanted to watch it, they're going to watch it. Okay. I don't know if you're trying to get... I mean, I know with 205 Live, you want your regular audience to watch it, but they're just making all these shows for the different types of fans. They know not everyone is going to watch every show at this point. For those hardcores who do, that's great. But you are just hoping to get more eyeballs on the product. If there's 500,000 people watching Raw and another 500,000 watching SmackDown and another 500,000 watching NXT, if they're different fans, that's great. That's what they always promote. When, when Raw and SmackDown are given their ratings and each one does 3 million viewers and they talk about how there's 6 million viewers of WWE TV weekly, when you know it's like 2 million of that are the same people. You're, not, you're only getting like 4 million, not 6. Okay? They want more people to be watching the product. Anything WWE, they want the more number of viewers. They don't care if it's the same people watching both shows. They want they want different people watching every show. So you have this women's tournament. You have the Cruiserweight Classic tournament. You have NXT. You have WWE. They treat NXT as its own brand. That's what you want to do. You just want to have people watching the product, as many people as possible. Diversify. Diversify yo bonds. That's what you got to do. What else? What else from this week, Jeff? You want to talk about Orny Lorkin? I think we talked no, about. No, I just, Cassius I just really Stone. enjoyed that that Ato- the the Atami match. I thought that that yeah. was really good. Yeah. I, I really enjoy, and I'm not a big Biff Bu- artist, formerly known as Biff Busick fan. I God, but artist, frick this Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> God, look, I'll take him over Patrick Clark. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I. Uh, uh, Fashion Police, I thought, was one of the best comedy sketches they've ever done this week ever. In, in WWE history. Wow. Yeah. It was really well written. High praise. It, from, from a writing point of view, from from my point of view, in terms of timing and things, and just the in, the number of in-jokes that were in there. Yeah. It, I thought it was a really strong segment this week. I, I <laughs> Just the biggie lie, we're black and white in black and white. <laughs> Still... <laughs> no it was it was a strong strong segment it made me uh it made a a a cynical comedy writer like me laugh so that's good cynical comedy writer yes Uh, did you uh did you do your homework this week what was my homework this week in sid this week in sidstery Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) you son of a bitch did you (laughs) 
it was your turn to watch. You told me last week mm. I don't have to watch every week because, oh, we're going to alternate. And Rob will have to torture himself and watch mm. Sid matches. But no, <laughs> you, oh my God, you worked me. You son of a. That oh. may have happened, yes. That may <laughs> No, but uh, I don't even know if we'll have time for this week in history because it is time for our weekly segment, the NXT Power Rankings. Every week, we bring you the top four things going on currently in NXT. This week, a little bit different. We're going to go ahead into the bottom four in NXT. The worst four. And Jeff Hawkins, what do you think number four is? <laughs> I didn't even know we're doing these. Uh, um, uh, Tino Sabatelli. No, Tino Sabatelli's great. Why would he ever be in the bottom four? Are you nuts? Oh, Are you crazy? His, Are you insane? His lack of not being Are on television. Fool? Hold on, no, you didn't let me finish my statement. Tino Sabatelli not being on TV. See, I take it as a positive. <laughs> keep him, keep him special. Keep him special. It doesn't need to be on TV every week. Doesn't need to be okay. cutting promos. And if he was cutting promos, he'd certainly be a lot better than that Roderick Strong fella. Ugh. Uh, so what is number four? I like Roderick Strong, but this week okay. wasn't his best. Uh, number four on the bottom power rankings. It's actually, uh, it's a tie. We have a four-way tie for the bottom. And all of them are Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance from SmackDown. <laughs> all of them. And that was the NXT power rankings. Jeff, uh, final note on the show. I want to bring up one more topic from this week in WWE television. Okay. This Lars Sullivan guy. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.